Hello, this is Brian Elliott and welcome to Just a Words podcast. You can check out our website at justaword.org. In this episode, I'd like to look at why did I leave the church? And let me start by giving you a background of how I got into the church in the first place. I was agnostic, had no real confirmation of the existence of the Father. And so, in one incident, he showed himself to me, revealed himself to me. And because of that one incident, I was sold. I immediately said, well, since he exists, what can I do but to serve him? So right away, I decided to give up all to serve the Father. And so my journey was not one of persons ministering to me and um, telling me about the word. And it was just conviction brought on by the Father. And so I decided to visit a church, a Christian church. At the time, someone was asking me to go to church for the longest while. And I said, okay, let, let me go to that church. So I was called up the person and said, okay, I'm coming. So I went there and I was there for a while until I joined a church closer to me. And that church ended up being a Pentecostal church. That was a Jesus-only church. And if you understand those assemblies, they believe that Jesus is the Almighty. That there is one God and his name is Jesus Christ. Eventually I got to understand over time that that is a fallacy and that comes from um, European, Greco-Roman, man-god, Babylonian, mystery Babylon, idolatry and paganism. But the Bible says um, there is one Elohim, Deuteronomy 6 verse 4. Hear, O Israel, Yahuwah thy Elohim. Yahuwah is one Yahuwah. There's only one Elohim, one Almighty, and his name is not Jesus. But anyway, revelations came to me because I have, from ever since I have been one that has sought the word. I don't take people's word for it. I take what they say and I check it out against the word. And so over time, the Pentecostal teachings, they came up blank when you matched them against the word. And so the Sabbath came to me and um, it just did not match up with what they say. They just could not give, really, they really could not give a defense of the Sabbath. And so because of that, I decided that I had to leave. So I took a, 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 about a three-week hiatus and went into exile in my room, studying, studying, studying. And when I was done, I realized what I wanted. And that was acceptance of the, the Sabbath, not only the Sabbath, but the Sabbaths. And an acceptance of the sacred names. And so I was led to an assembly called Congregation of Yahweh. And I spent, what, two and a half years, uh, two, over two years in the Pentecostal church. And then I went to the Congregation of Yahweh, where I was there for about four years or more. 2004 to 2019, about five years. And I learned a lot at the Congregation of Yahweh, but... Over time, again, several things came to me. More things came to me than, came, than what came to me during my time at the Pentecostal Church. But maybe because um, the knowledge over time increased and more and more things came to you that just did not match up against what they said. But the primary reason was an understanding that church is false. 
And let me explain myself. I do not mean that fellowshipping in an assembly is false, but fellowshipping in a church. And I am going to explain what church is and why church came to me as being wrong. When I matched up the assembly that was in the book of Acts, the church as I know it showed up itself to be totally false. Because the assembly that was founded after Pentecost is the model assembly for us. Because we are to be disciples of the Messiah. And just as the disciples worship, that is how we should worship. What they followed, that is what we should follow. So they are there. They were given as a model for us to follow. And in the book of Acts, if we go to Acts 4.32, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Now that one verse shows up a big contradiction with church today. In church today, everyone seeks their own. But in the original assembly, it says, Neither said any of them that ought of the things which they possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. So it was this communal, this love, communal togetherness, sharing, caring, that was in the original assembly. And we're going to see the importance of that when we look on one parable of the Messiah. We're going to see the importance of this. Verse 33, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Master, Yahushua, and great favor was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. There we go again. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them, and brought the prices of the things that were sold, and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. So this is the nature of the assembly. Everyone came together. Everybody that had everything that they had sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid it out the apostles' feet. And distribution was, distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. So this was the sharing, caring, loving, giving, sacrificing, self-sacrificing. All of the virtues that were in the original assembly. But this is foreign to church as we know it today. There is almost every assembly, there is almost everyone where, where someone lacked. Each assembly, each man seeks his own and each man has his own wealth and his own power and seeks for himself and his family. Out of the goodness of his heart, he may extend himself, yes, to others. But it was all about everyone in the assembly. The church of today is all about pastor. And whomever is up in the top echelons of the assembly. So, if someone was to sell what they had, they would sell it and give it to the pastor. They are nurtured and fatted up with tithes and offerings. And if they so feel, they might have some to give to the church. They have the best this, the best that, because they own or they might lead the church. This was not what the original assembly was about. The original assembly was about love, sharing, and caring for one and all equally. And an example was given in the original assembly in Acts 5.1, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira's wife sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. He didn't bring all. 
But Peter or Kepha said, Ananias, why had Satan filled the hand heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of the land? And Ananias was struck down by Rosh HaKodesh, by the Holy Spirit. He was struck down dead because he kept back part of the land. So see, this is an example to show us the importance of giving, sharing, caring, self-sacrifice that should be in an assembly. Is this what we find in the church? No. And because of what happened to Ananias, and his wife was also struck down because she also was asked the question, and she also lied and was struck down. And because of that, verse 11 says, And great fear came upon all the church, all the assembly. I'm going to talk about this word church also. Very confusing. Let me use the right term. And great fear came upon all the congregation, all the assembly, all the ecclesia, which is Greek, all the kahal, which is Hebrew. It is not church. And I'm going to show you the importance of that. And great fear came upon all the assembly, and upon as many as heard these things. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest, there is no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. So the people were afraid to join them. The only way they joined them were if they converted and became believers. Because verse 14 says, And believers were the more added to the master, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing might overshadow some of them. So we see another thing about it. In church, sick come to church. In the original assembly, they were so afraid to come into the assembly because of the power that was in there. The power of the Holy Spirit that was in there. They were so afraid to come into the assembly that they left the sick in the streets waiting on Peter to pass. They did not bring them into the assembly for Peter to come. It's a big difference. Nowadays you hear that the church is a place for sinners. The original assembly was a place for the set-apart ones. It was not for sinners. It was for those who had given their lives and were walking in righteousness. They went out into the streets and got the people and brought them into the assembly. They did not open up the doors and every person who wants to come, whosoever will may come. It was not like that. And that is another difference between the original assembly and church. And so that is just one of the many different reasons. But the main reason why I realize that church is false. Another reason is the fact that church is not in the Bible. Church is not in the Bible. Yes, church was not in the original, original manuscripts. You see, the word in the original manuscript was the Greek ecclesia which is a community, a called out community, a community of people who are called together. And that is the Greek equivalent to the Hebrew kahal, which means congregation or calling out or an assembly. Now, 116 times Ecclesia was written in the Bible. But when they translated it into English, they replaced it with the Greek word kuriakos, which means of the Lord. So, these church buildings, these kuriakos, were existing even before the Messiah was born. The kuriakos are churches, which comes from the word kirche, C-I-R-C-H-E, 
that's a German for it. And there's Kirk, K-I-R-K, which is the Dutch for it. These Kuriakos were pagan temples from way, way back. In Acts 19.37, I think, it tells you about the Temple of Diana and describes it as a church, a um, Kuriakos. So churches were there before. So the church was brought into the translation to let people believe that this pagan temple that existed before is now the called out assembly of the Father. I don't know if I explained it good enough. Because Kuriakos means of the Lord and the Lord is Baal. So of the Lord means of Baal. So the church is actually saying of Baal. And Kirche is a word that comes from sorcery, comes from the occult. And I won't go into that, that meaning because I don't want to go too deeply into this. It can easily take over the entire episode. So they replaced the ecclesia, the called out or set apart assembly, with this place that is of the Lord's. And when the Romans took over the faith, they persecuted the Hebrews and converted the faith into Christianity and added their pagan traditions. When they did that, they brought in now Kuriakos, they brought in their church. So when they brought in Kuriakos, now we now have accepted it over the years and over the time to be the true assembly of the Bible. It is not. Much of Acts 4 to 5, and you will see that this church that we have today has nothing to do with the Bible. It is from the Catholics. It, is, it was given to us from Rome. The original assembly was not a place, it was a group of people. And this group of people, and Christians are quick to tell you today, oh, church is not the building, it is the people. Yes, it is the people, but guess what? You have made it the building when you fix it into a building. Give the building a name, and then that is the place that you worship. The assembly in the book of Acts, the first century believers, the Nazarenes, they worshipped anywhere in houses mainly under trees in the synagogues in the temple anywhere they got that was where their assembly was so even if they had the, they had the name that the assembly in say the assembly in kingston these were different assemblies that were based in kingston they, they did not have a building that this is the assembly in kingston it was all about the people. And so nowadays we focus on tithing to maintain this monster of a building. And we use tithing in order to multiply to get more buildings and more buildings. And so we spend our time focusing on the buildings. Oh, the church needs a new roof. And this and that. And oh, we have to give this to pastor. Tithe and offering goes to pastor. And this and that. We're focused on the building instead of being focused on the people. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. And when Moses was leaving Egypt, he told Pharaoh that not one hoof shall be left in Egypt. This is where we go wrong. We say we are following truth and we obey truth, but then we follow the remnant of the, 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 the Catholic lie, which is church. And because we find it difficult to give up what we have, to give up church, we justify it and say things like, 
Well, this is modern times because this is what a pastor told me. These are modern times. It's not like before. No, there is nothing new under the sun. What has been, that is what shall be. So that assembly in the book of Acts is what we should go by. Not the Roman Catholic model that they call church. Now we are going to look at a parable that shows the danger of this church. It plainly shows up. Plainly shows up the danger of church. And it shows the wisdom in the assembly of the book of Acts. The parable of the sheep and the goats. And it shall show you that the, those in the book of Acts are almost sure, are sure if they follow the model to become sheep. And that we who follow church are almost sure to become goats. Matthew 25, 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, in his splendor, and all the Kadosh or the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his splendor, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, ye blessed of, the, of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was unhungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Master, when saw we thee unhungered, and fed thee? or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Verse 40, the operative word there is brethren. Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of one of these, my brethren, who are the Messiah's brethren? We have to see who the Messiah says are his brethren. In another verse, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, we have to see who he says are his brethren so that we can figure out who he was speaking about. Luke 8.20 and it was told him by certain which said, Thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to see thee. And he answered and said unto them, My mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of Yahuwah and do it. See that? His brethren are these which hear the word of Yahuwah and do it. So if we go to verse 40 again, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, these who do the will of my father, ye have done it unto me. Now where are those who do the will of the father? In the assembly. So this parable is actually telling us that the sheep and the goats are going to be determined by how we treat each other in the assembly. Each believer, each person that does the will of the father is going to determine who the sheep and the goats are.
Because if you go to verse 41, it says, Then shall ye say also unto them on the left, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was unhungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. This is speaking about those, the least of his brethren, the least who are in the assembly. So if you look at these things, hunger and he gave me no meat, thirsty and, and give drink, stranger and took me in, naked and clothed me, sick and in prison and visited me. These things are what can be achieved through the Acts assembly. Because in the Acts assembly, every man shared up what they had and no man claimed what were their own. And every man ministered to everyone according to need. This is achievable. The sheep in the Acts assembly. The goats easily achieved in the Christian church. Because in the Christian church, everyone seeks his own. It is not structured for everyone to share with everyone, for everyone to care about the least of those in the assembly. It is a place of selfishness where each of us are focused on ourselves. And no matter how well-minded we are, no matter how we look at this now and say, okay, I am going to care about the least. The structure is not there. The spirit is not there. Because the spirit is focused on pastor. The spirit is not going to be there for you to achieve this. Think about this if you are in an assembly. Hard to consistently do this in a Christian assembly because it was not designed for that. The Christian church was inherited from pagan idolatry which is focused on self primarily, not on love and sharing and caring and giving up for each other. So it is, it, it are, these are the things that I have seen. And what can I do as a believer? Now that this has been, has been placed on my heart, what can I do to change it? Well, I can go back to the model in the Bible where the Nazarenes, because the first believers, they were not called Christians, they were Nazarenes, Nazarene, called after Yahusha of Nazareth. The Nazarenes worshipped mostly in their homes. And when the Constantine got Christianity, he outlawed worship in homes. And he forced the believers under persecution to worship in these new sacred buildings that we have nowadays called churches. So what do I do? Go back to the first century. Go back to worship in my home. Go back to worship in home. Is it difficult? No, it is not difficult at all. If home is not good enough, worship with like-minded people, with a few like-minded people. And then this is now achievable where naked and, and, and sick and you cared about me and hungry and thirsty and all of that, this now is now achievable in your home. It's not achievable in a commercial church. And I call it commercial because of the false tithe and offerings that prop it up. Because there's this battle, this debate over tithes and offering. Whether should, should we tithe or should we not tithe? Always a perennial debate. A debate that is easily solved by showing that the church that we have nowadays is a false institution. The Apostle Shaul told us that we should not give 
now in compulsion tithing tithing is compulsion so we should give according to our hearts so as long as we realize that the church system the church that we have today is false is not the assembly in the book of acts then we realize that tithing is false and when we look on the assembly in the book of acts how it was then we see that tithing is false because if they shared up everything that they had and no man said what he had was his own and all man had everything in common and distribution was made according to need you don't need any tithes simple the christian church system is a false system there should not be any pastor that is propped up in the assembly the messiah said he that is greatest among you let him be the least among you let him be your servant so there shouldn't be a pastor that is propped up that is totally against the bible everyone should be treated equally the pastor should be the humblest one what do we find nowadays everything is all about pastor that is not what the bible says and so this is why i left the church because as it says in exodus 2 i think you shall not follow a multitude to do evil can't follow a multitude to do that which is wrong we must do that which is right in his sight at all times and so this false christian greco-roman pagan inherited church that they have nowadays i cannot be a part of that because he said come out from among them and be ye separate and touch not the unclean thing and i will receive you and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says Yahuwah Elohim. Come out from among them and be separate. So, until the next episode, Shalom.